Ladies and gentlemen, good evening and a very warm welcome to whatever this is, a Thursday night. Uh, sorry to interrupt your day, your, your viewing, your evening, but it's, we are live. This is seven o'clock on Thursday evening and we couldn't go let such an, a monumental day go without referencing what's happened at the club today. Uh, I'm sure you're going to be joined by uh, Nigel and Tim. Uh, here he comes out. Uh, Tim, Par Tim Parrish for Prime Minister. OK, we'll get to that. No doubt. Tim, good afternoon. Good evening, mate. How are you? I'm not too bad, sir. Hello, everyone. Nice to see you all. And where... And where oh, hang on a minute. And here comes Nelly, here comes Nelly up in Sunderland. Are you are, Nels. <laughs> Hi, Nels. You good? Jill, Jill looks so much younger. I don't know. Oh, it's oh, Nigel. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So, uh, Tim, where were you when the news dropped this afternoon? Um, I was getting a load of abuse at work from Chelsea fans I work with, so it was quite an entertaining day. Excellent. And Nigel, uh, uh, where did you hear it from? Was it from me first? I think it was Paul Bristow broke it somewhere, so was it definitely definitely came up in one of the chats. It's actually on uh it's actually on I'm I'm watching in the background Sky News and they're, they're actually featuring it right now. Well it came as a complete bolt out of the blue, as far as I was concerned. I don't think if I'm brutally honest, I don't think there's a single palace fan anywhere in the world was expecting that news. Uh, Tom, Tom Samuels out there. Uh, hi, George. I can see you out there as well. I'm just going to go into the, the comments as well. Uh, guys, while I'm doing this, I also would like to mention, if you don't mind, the uh, our Instagram page. Tom Clark Samuels says he's got his Arsenal uh, preview up at, on Instagram. So if you are on Instagram, please jump on there. Give it a like, share or follow, whatever you do. Uh, Andy's out there. Mark Callaghan's out there. Uh, John Knox is out there. Martin Nash is out there. Good evening to you all. Uh, I, I certain Mr. Usher is out there. <laughs> Still waiting, Mr. Usher. I know you're there. And Paul Bristow's out there, of course. Ladies and gentlemen, I say I'm not going to keep you all for the whole evening. It's just a, a quick jump on to say uh, and to get your feelings, really. I'd like to know you're at in the chat. I've got all your comments coming through here. Uh, I can see you all on there. Yes, I can see you out there. Uh, what are your feelings? Am I right? saying that there wasn't a Palace fan anywhere in the world that actually thought this was going to happen today. As far as I was concerned, the, the only little caveat to that, I always say, boys, is that yesterday, when you know, yesterday morning, when it was all done, it was all signed, sealed and delivered, he was off to Chelsea. Um, there was this long, elongated gap right the way through yesterday where it hadn't been confirmed. Where it hadn't been concerned. So, Tim, what were your initial reaction when when you when you first heard the news? Um, kind of well, completely surprised. I, I for one, thought it was the way everyone was talking. You know, Sky, Talk Sport. It was a done deal. It was just um, just a formality. I didn't like the way it was done, but at the end of the day, what right to be able to complain? We did the same thing to Reading. Um, but I was just delighted. Uh, it was it, it kind of brought my confidence back or, or belief a little bit back in, in the club in that they did have some ambition and they weren't just going to roll over for Chelsea. Um, I don't know. No one will ever really know, I think, what happened in the background. But, yeah, luckily I was sitting down. So I think at my age I would have fallen over. Tim, I want to just pick up a couple of points uh, on in the chat. That one as well. Keep that one on the screen, Nigel. Um, Martin Nash said, I was on a treadmill when my son messaged me. I nearly fell off the treadmill. I don't know what a treadmill is, mate, so I've got <laughs> no idea what you're talking about. 
And Steve Stapleton said, I was on a stadium tour when the news came through and everybody, including the staff, went mental, a very special moment. What, what a great way to find out. What a great way to find out. Now, let's let's just rewind a little bit, okay? So he, we are, uh, before we get on to Michael Alise, uh, in case you, you out in Facebook land have missed the news, the other news today, two of Crystal Palace's Premier League fixtures in October have been moved for TV broadcast. More money for the club. More money to spend on Elise's wages. The Eagles will welcome Nottingham Forest to Sellers Park on Saturday the 7th of October, now at a later time of half past five, British summertime. The match will be shown live on Sky Sports. Later in the month, Palace's home fixture against Tottenham has also has been brought forward for broadcast also on Sky. The match is now set to commence at eight o'clock on Friday, the 27th of October. So a Friday night kickoff at Sellers Park. Um, Steve Mason saying, good evening, guys. Well done, Linkfield Pot. Uh, I hope you would uh, do a live stream. Watch the interview with Roy on TalkSport. I saw the same interview, Steve. Now, let, let's let's just recap a little bit. So we know we signed a, a four-year deal, okay? Let's take a little bit of a moment, uh, a bit of perspective here. We know that he won't be with us for those four years, but what it does do, I would imagine they've increased his uh, buyout clause, probably doubled his buyout clause. Put uh, the, the word on the street is they put him on 100 grand a week. Great, I have no problem with that. Don't forget they are using Zaha, the money that they're offering Zaha, to influence this deal. I hope they do the same thing with Eze as well, even though Eze's on a four years, still got four years to run on his contract. Tim, you were the first one to be advocating on all social media, okay, and all of our chat pages, including the presenter chat, your your lack of faith and ambition in the board. How do you feel today? I think probably justified with that initially, but when the comment was made at the time it was made, uh, I think if every if all of us put our hands on our heart, nobody expected at lunchtime to be told that Olisa was staying. Um, I think you know Ian Noble. Um, good evening, Mr. Noble, if you're there. Um, made a very fair point because I've been away for such a long time, out of the glare, if you like, of the transfer window. So I'm still getting my my head around it. But I think to be fair, all the comments I made, I did quantify them by saying if this happens, if Elise goes, because, again, nothing would be made official. But I think, to be fair, if you look at it, when I made the comments, how far we were on the transfer window, how we still hadn't addressed the glaring issues that we've said for years that we have with a, a striker and right and left back cover, uh, the fact that there was no apparent um, movement on that, I think I was pretty justified in that. Um, yeah, as it's turned out, Elise Stang, I'd love to know why. I don't think we ever will know. Um, but, yeah, I think at the time I was justified with my comments. But it does, you know, it is good to see that we didn't just roll over, that they did fight to keep the player. So, um, yeah, that's that's good to see. Um, and what would what you Simon... Particularly uh, what, fair, Tim. You just beat me too. I was just about to say, what would Simon Jordan say about your comments? Uh, Tim, play that again, Nodge. I don't... <laughs> I think a lot of what you said is particularly fair, Tim. Sorry, Simon phoned me this afternoon and thought I was completely correct with what I said, but there you go. It's all right. Do you think, with the benefit of hindsight, your comments would have been better made if you'd hung on till the close of the transfer window? 
Possibly, but then if you look at the track record of the club over the 10 years they've been in the Premier League when it comes to transfer windows, again, I don't think it was wholly unwarranted. I mean, we've had one and a bit good transfer windows in 10 years. So, yeah, I mean, but again, like Ian said, you know, going forward, I'll sort of, you know, hold my tongue a bit. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I, there are still glaring issues that we've got in the squad, the squad depth. That haven't been addressed. How long we got left? I'm trying to have a look at the telly now. We've still got about another eight or nine days left of the transfer window. Steve Parrish did an interview to, with Sky on at the training ground this afternoon and said he's, he's still hoping to bring in one or two more if the if the situation arises and, and if the deals are right. Um, I am, ladies and gentlemen, out of Facebook land. There you go. Michael Alise is signing a new deal. Gives us the entire club a boost. And he said, including himself. Even Steve said. He's actually flown in from holiday to finish this, to put this to bed once and for all. And the other thing I noticed today was that it was actually Chelsea that stepped away after Parrish had actually threatened to, to take him to arbitration and, and uh, report them for tapping up. I mean, what makes me laugh, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't been onto any of the Chelsea forums, it's funny. Somebody has pulled the pin out of the hand grenade and lobbed it in, and that's somebody's Steve Parrish, okay, because of what he's pulled off today. I'll just give you one quote. Hadn't he already agreed personal terms, though? Yes. Okay, that's called tapping up, okay? Uh, the deal collapsed because Palace are snitches, and we're going to go report the club to the tribunal for tapping up. Yeah, all, in, all correct. Absolutely right. Uh, he probably got a pay bump on top of that extension. And in the meantime, at least unlike the Casado deal, at least he is smart enough to include another release clause, which he has, and I'm pretty certain he has. I mean, what you've got to understand is, you know, let's make no bones about this. He won't stay with us for the, for the duration of his four-year deal, okay? But it gives us much greater strength. None of us wanted him to leave, leave sell apart for 35 million quid. Let's be honest. We all thought, you know, Chelsea were trying to pull our pants down. I'll be honest with you. I'm going to say something to you all now that not many of you will be aware of. I have this thing and I've carried it with me right way through my life. Whereas I cannot, cannot abide bullies. I nearly lost a job once for standing up to a six foot four bully in the park, car park of a furniture store down in Tunbridge Wells and he was my boss and I stood up to this geezer for bullying a female member of our team okay and I got hold of this geezer out in the car park and he said Nick you need to calm down you're foaming from the mouth I said mate it's not my mouth you need to be worried about I can't stand I can't abide bullies Chelsea have acted as a bunch of bullies I can't abide them. And when I saw this today, when I saw this news break today, I just laughed and laughed and laughed because it's it's just a bully getting its comeuppance. They think they can throw a pound note at, every, at anything and get what they want. I can't stand them. I can't stand Chelsea. I can't stand their fans. I can't stand that club. And to see this happen, okay, is just, it is just a, Best thing, I had to go live tonight just because I can't imagine laughing more at Chelsea. I have done. If there are any Chelsea fans on there, what do you think? I Tim, oh, where do we go next? What else, what, what else do we need to do? I'm, I'm just going to back you up there, especially when it comes to Chelsea. Because again, like I said, coming back, it's been a long time since I've seen clubs 
And you get teams like Forest, their supporters, Arsenal when they come to the ground. They're really good supporters. They support their team. But Chelsea, I've you know, at the semi cup semi final or Wembley, when they've been at Sellers Park, the abuse they throw at the opposition fans that they don't support their team, the Chelsea fans. They're just there for abuse. And they're they are bullies, they just shove money. And I think what it also goes to show is I know we talk about it, but it shows what kind of club Palace are. That players like Elise, whose attitude has been questioned, um, but there's something he there's a reason he stayed with us and not gone to Chelsea, where he would have been probably on more money. Um, and I think it's great, and I think it does a boost for the club. You know, other players like Eze and Dakuri, who are maybe tempted to leave, who you know, I hear Liverpool are after Dakuri. Are they going to look at it now? Go, well, actually, Michael stayed. Hmm. You're, you're, the, the, one, the one area where your points on social media have been accurate is about ambition. What this is demonstrated today is ambition. Yeah. They've used the Zaha funds. They allocated that two million or twenty million pound or whatever it was for Zaha. They, they, they allocated that because they thought he was going to sign an extension. He didn't. That money, that pot of money, was sitting there. So the, what they're doing is they're divvying it up, okay, and saying, uh, uh, "Michael, here you go. This is what we were going to offer." Uh, Zaha, you're going to be entitled to that. I just hope that so I just hope they do it with uh, Eze as well. I mean, but the part about your ambition that you were making, the, the point you were making, it, it may well make the likes of Gihi, Anderson, Decore, and even Eze to a, a lesser degree think, hang on a minute, they are demonstrating some uh, some ambition yep. here. Let's 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 take this forward. Let's just take this forward. Uh, I'm just reading. I need to read some of these comments on here. Uh, not the ones about me, of course, because Nick Tyson Fury. Um, can't abide Chelsea fans. This is from Mark. Can't abide Chelsea fans. Having a word uh, with a few at the semi-final. Got abuse from a fan. Uh, I mean, I always tell the story uh, that it was it was the year that Zaha and Benteke scored the, the winners at um, Stamford Bridge. I was in the ground. Okay, I left like with a minute to go because I had somewhere to go that night. And as you come out the ground at Stamford Bridge, you're funneled down this uh, line of security guys uh, basically out of the stadium. Okay, There's no problems. There's only, there's only me and a couple of other, a few Palace fans coming out. At the end of this funnel, by the way, there's somebody out in the chat I wanted to say good evening to. Uh, John Thompson, okay, JT, I know you're out there. I know you did Griff's show the other other week on um, 365 Digital Radio. I'm doing the same show on the 12th of September. Nice to see you out there, JT. I hope you will, mate. Um, love to the family. Uh, yeah, so they funnel you out of this uh, with all these security guards. And standing at the end of these security guards were a load of old men. Now, JT will know what I'm talking about. These are the same old men that were fighting at Sellers Park back in the 70s. They're now grown up, okay, well, allegedly. They're now grown old, shall I say. And they're still saying, come on, you palace bastard, fight me, fight me. And it's, I'm talking about mm-hmm. little old men, older than I am. Okay, I'm in that. I'm now sixty. These are older than that. They're the same scumbag fans, that were, yeah. and that's what they are. They're the same scumbag yeah. fans that were fighting at Sellers Park in the seventies. You, you, you've only got to kick out, kick out the bloody walking stick, and they fall over anyway. And that's how old these old boys are. But they still wanted to fight. They're just inbred. They're just horrible, scummy people. Uh, but sorry, Keith was saying. Loving the seed of ambition being planted. Well, that's exactly what it is, Keith. Today's uh, that's what they've done. 
Um, Ian Roberts has said, we will now sell Elise for what he's worth, not the 35 million point I just made. Uh, Richard Harvey's saying that I'm older than 60, okay? I, I'm, and he knows something that none of you not know about the, the game on Monday night. I'm sure he'll have delight in telling you all in the chat in a minute, okay? Mark, uh, Mark Callahan, Lee Lockwood saying, having him here will certainly make us more attractive proposition uh, for the young, hungry talents of players to come through. That, that Don't forget, he's not going to be there for the first two months of the season. We did all right without him last weekend, okay? We have got Jordan Ayew. We, we know what Jill thinks about Jordan Ayew. Jill's, I think Jill's actually transformed his feelings about Jordan Ayew. Um, so, but, you know, and, and, and he's played well. Is he coming? Is, is Jill joining us now? I was having news. Going back to Ayew, I thought, he had a, I thought he had a good game yesterday and he did what he needed to do. Jill Holio, the new Jordan Ayew convert. The new Jordan Ayew convert. This... This show is not just thrown together, guys. Okay, this actually had a bit of rehearsal. So, um, Crystal Palace chairman Steve Parrish wrote on social media and everywhere else. I'm absolutely delighted to announce that Michael Elise has decided to commit his future to Crystal Palace Football Club this afternoon and signed a four-year deal with the club. Uh, speaking at his press conference today, Roy Hodgson said, "It's the best news we could have." I have been, I have been concerned. It's always concerning when a club of Chelsea's stature, yeah, dog shit, uh, takes interest in the player and people will suggest to them that they move it might be the, be the best. Uh, I have always hoped that Michael, it wouldn't be the case with Michael, and he, and he went on to say that he'd actually had a couple of conversations with him, not trying to get convincing to change his mind, but just make sure that move to Chelsea was the right thing. Well, you never know. The words from... Roy Hodgson might have might have been a, a benefit. Listen, guys, I'm, I'm I'm conscious that you're just doing this. Yeah, and Martin's actually mentioned uh, Fran, Francesca. Uh, he can't wait to see them again. Roy's alluded to that today that he's not ready. He's nowhere near ready yet. He's still he's still injured. So and then and then obviously he's got to uh, spend some time getting match fit. Of course. Um, what else have we got on there? S -s so where do Elise Franca Amahada get into the team in place of who? Uh, it's not Franca Martin, it's Franca. It's not Franca, it's Franca. Uh, it's spelt Franca, but it's actually Franca. We covered this on the show the other day. Um, so uh, you, you'll notice the last comment in the chat, ladies and gentlemen, is actually from Richard Harvey. I'll let you all read that. Yes, I am not going to the game on Monday night. There is a reason for it, and he's told you why. Um uh, I've also had a request from somebody out there to say good evening to Wendy. Wendy, I feel watching. Good evening to you. Thank you for sharing. Let me borrow your husband for a half an hour. I'm sure he'll be off the screen in a minute. Uh, right. So, Tim, what else do we need? Um, I think we need a striker. I mean, that's obvious. Uh, I think we need some competition for left and right back. I love Ward. I think he's brilliant, but he did a really good season last year. But it just what concerns me is if we get some injuries, our, our squad just isn't deep enough. Um, there was a one of the one of the chats. Someone put a, a picture of a massive bus for Chelsea for their new team bus, and I said I think all we need is an Uber taxi with our squad depth. But that that's what concerns me is if we start getting some injuries. You got um, yeah, if we start losing a couple of players. We don't have the depth of squad that will get us through that well. So, for me, that that's what concerns me. Okay, I mean, as as far as the 
left and right back is concerned. I mean, I, you know, I did make the point on the preview show for the season that obviously we still we still got Kleine, uh, we still got Wardy, Wardy obviously they've been promoted to club captain. Um, yet you could argue we do need cover there, and as Keith just quite rightly said in the chat, we we do need cover. Um, will we ever see Ferguson? Uh, I don't. Even, I don't even know where he is now. I mean, yeah, the fact that we've been for a pre-season, is, ladies and gentlemen, out in Facebook land, have, has Ferguson actually been cited anywhere? Uh, still, no news on JP uh, being sent out. Uh, we, we don't know where he's going to go end up. So, yeah, but yeah, it could be better than ever. You know, I mean, Edward's had a good start this season. I, Aaron, I can see her, that big man. Sorry, Mister Sheffield the other day. Um, yeah, I wonder. Yes, Tom's just put in, Tom Williams has just put in there. Let's put a bid in for Connor. Um, again, listening to the Chelsea fans on there, a lot of them think Connor is surplus to requirements. They've got too many midfield players. But the way you play him, I mean, I mean, yeah, he'd be great. But from our midfield, who would you who would you leave out? I mean, yeah, I'd love to see Connor Gallagher play for us, but I think money will be spent better on different positions. We're already overloaded with midfield players. Um, is he a striker? I don't think so. I mean, who who would you leave out or who would not get in the squad as a place for Conor Gallagher? Um, I, I think we're quite well numbered now in the middle. I think there's other places in the squad that need the money spending more than getting Conor Gallagher. And Keith just agreed with you. He said a cheeky bid. Uh, but we have enough in midfield, as you quite rightly just said. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm getting a, a, a cyber warning coming up on my screen, so I am going to wrap it, if you don't mind. Um, unless there's anything else you think we need to cover, Tim. Um, no. I think there's two things to come out from this little quick podcast, this 25-minute podcast. Please, ladies and gentlemen, dedicate yourself five minutes and jump onto the, one of the Chelsea fans forum. They are crying. They are hurting. Yeah, my argument would be, well, why would you go to a lower team? Because they are. In theory, they're a lower team from last year. Yeah, that is that. And, then, and the second thing, of course, is let's celebrate this news. Um, I am not Dougie Friedman's biggest fan, but I am going to hold judgment until the close of the transfer window. Steve Parrish, you need to be congratulated on pulling this off. I know you cut your family holiday short, okay? And he has because he's flown in either last night or today. Uh, to do this, okay, and, and get this over the line, and he's done it, okay, and he's done it with a strike and a pen. So get on and laugh at Chelsea. If you know a Chelsea fan, take the piss. Phil Pot gives you the permission to rip them to pieces because this is really they are smarting over this. They like us thought this was all done. And the other thing you got to do is you got to celebrate. And one final word, okay, for all those clowns out on Twitterland, okay. And there's one in particular, okay, I'm not going to name him, but all these people that have been setting up fake names, saying parish out, bored out, all this sort of stuff. And there is, there's loads of them. Give your fucking head a wobble, okay? Give your head a wobble, okay? Trust the bloke. The stadium's going to look fantastic. If you haven't seen it, you've got a brand new fascia going over the Arthur. It's, it's electronic fascia. We're obviously having a new jumbo screen. Enjoy it on Monday. Okay, but for those of you who have been calling for parish out, give your head a wobble. Okay, yeah, what? Yeah, there's an old expression which rings true here: "Better the devil you know." Okay, 
He hasn't done. We might not have gone on to Champions League or European stuff, but we ain't in trouble. Okay. Let's see how the season pans out. Let's see how the transfer window closes off. Tim, thank you for giving up your evening. Wendy, I know you're in the background. Thank you for letting him come on. Okay. Guys, uh, Nigel, anything else? Have I, have I missed anything out? No, it's just we'll be back on Tuesday night. That's all. Tuesday night at eight o'clock. We will be live. Okay. With a, uh, a review show of the Arsenal game, which I will be watching. I will be watching. I'll just be sitting in the Oval at the time. Watching a bit, the last, hopefully the last game of cricket for the season. So, ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of Tim, Nigel, and the whole Red and Blue Review team, celebrate and take the piss. Okay, enjoy it. Good night, everybody. Take care. Good night. Good night.